You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Well, it's good to be back uh, again on our second of three podcasts concerning the qualities of a strategic thinker. And today we're going to talk about developing those qualities. So in our last podcast, we, we mentioned the characteristics, six key characteristics of a strategic thinker. We said that these characteristics include uh, the ability to seek and, and listen to others and foster collective wisdom from them, the quality of being flexible, to be a lifelong learner, to be open-minded and emotionally secure, to think outside the box and be able to embrace change, and then, of course, to have a spirit that's humble, to embrace humility. Today, we're going to look at developing these qualities. You know, it's good to know what characteristics we need to possess. And so that's, that's part of the value of looking at these six qualities. But it's also vital for us to know how to develop those qualities in our lives. So that thinking strategically doesn't become a technique that we have to employ in certain situations. But rather, it becomes just a natural part or a natural extension of who we are. Strategic thinking doesn't necessarily have to be a strength of ours, but we do want to be able to see it develop in our lives so that we can at least engage in it, uh, even if we're not experts in it. So how do we develop these qualities in our lives as strategic thinkers? Well, it really begins with a couple of mindset pillars. One of them, Ernie, I might bring up would be the willingness to change. Uh, It's sad to be around people who say that uh, this is the way it's always been, it's the way it's always going to be. That doesn't do anything really but hinder the move of God, because uh, God really isn't into traditions. You know, he he's into people who are open, who are honest, who are willing to change to flow with Him. So, to me, uh, this willingness to change has to be the heartbeat of every believer. Um, I think you know the second one would be uh, a commitment to continuous improvement. Um, Look at, if you look at Hebrews chapter 6, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings of, about Christ again and again. Um, let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need to further instruction on baptisms or laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, or eternal judgment. And so, verse 3 says, And so go willing... God will, I'm sorry, and so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. And, and you know, we, a lot of times we, we look at the word of God and we, we meditate on the word, but we don't always see what God's actually saying. He's, what, what, what the word is telling us is to continue in improving, continue to grow. Don't just keep staying. I mean, when, you, when you're in first grade, you don't just stay in first grade. You move, you move on to second because you've learned how you've learned some things. You've learned some, some letters and numbers, and then you, you go to third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. You know, God forbid we get stuck in 12th grade, you know, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you know, and so that, in that, with that mindset, a lot of times what we do as leaders, what we do as parents, what we do as, as individuals is we get stuck in the 12th grade. We don't want to continue to. We're, we're, we're committed to to what we're committed to, but the aspect of going a little bit further is a lot of times challenging for us because of that, that unwillingness to change. We want, we want things to change and we want other people to change, but our willingness to change is not always where we think it is. And that keeps us from that uh, continuous improvement. So the mindset of, of, of saying, you know, I need to commit to 
a continuous improvement. I believe that's that's clearly written there in Hebrews is mm-hmm. to be committed to continue further understanding uh, because there's a lot that there's a lot that, that are in the scriptures that we don't understand. And for us to say that we're not really um, thinking about where we want to be or where we're going means that we're, we're really just uh, being stagnant mm-hmm. in, in our development. It's a decision. So when we think about strategic thinking, we're really talking about giving consideration to the future and bringing that into the present. How can we develop the qualities that are necessary for strategic thinking? Well, I want to give you about five different ways or things that we could be doing in order to develop our strategic thinking qualities. The first one naturally begins with prayer. You know, it's so important that we, uh, we naturally involve the Holy Spirit, ask God to be involved in this entire process. We invite Him through the power of the Spirit of God in us to help us be more aware of these qualities in our lives. Uh, you know, there's, there's just something about creating fresh awareness in our lives Amen. that brings an availability to us, to the Holy Spirit. You know, for example, uh, if you're thinking about uh, getting a new car and you have uh, determined exactly what you know, make and model that you want, you've kind of been looking at that and planning for it, thinking about it, all of a sudden you begin to see these on the road. Amen. You know, you become aware of that specific right. car <laughs> in ways, yeah, in ways that you weren't before because you are looking for it. Yeah. One of the ways to develop these qualities in our lives is to begin to really look for them, look for the yes. opportunities for these to surface. Now, we, we may not be able to have that awareness uh, in our own ability by ourselves. That's why it's so important to be praying in the Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit to heighten our awareness of these opportunities, you know, of these situations, so that, the, that these qualities that God's put in us can be honed and developed uh, in each situation that we face. Amen. Another way in which we can develop these qualities is by being intentional. In other words, we really seek out opportunities for these qualities to be nurtured. Uh, we're, we're not just waiting for a situation to occur and then, you know, midway through it, it's like, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, we finally listen to him. He gets our attention. It's like, oh, you know, I, I should have been more engaged or more involved. We have to be intentional in uh, allowing these qualities in our lives to be developed. So, for example... If, uh, if, if I'm focusing on the, on the quality of my life of, of being open-minded, uh, I can get into the pattern of thinking uh, the same way about, uh, you know, about church services, about counseling people, about you know, all various habits that we may have in our lives. Yeah. I, may, I yeah. may just have, uh, uh, through the process of time, gotten used to thinking a certain way about these things. If I'm going to change that, I have to be very intentional about addressing that in a different way. I have to think about being open-minded. I have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me be aware of opportunities that you present to me to be more open-minded, not closed-minded, not used to just my history and and the past and the way I'm used to doing these things. But Lord, help me to be open to looking at things in a fresh way, uh, to have a new, different perspective on them. Uh, Without that sense of intentionality, then it's easy for us to slip back into old habits and just doing things the way that we've been doing them, which may certainly be successful, and, and uh, you know we see a certain amount of, uh, of success with that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the, the best or the most productive way right. uh, to approach a situation. 
So, you know, through books, CDs, websites, a bunch of online resources, uh, uh, blogs, conferences, uh, networking with people, webinars, coming in contact with other business people, business leaders. These are all ways that uh, we can be uh, seeking out opportunities for these qualities to be nurtured. We become intentional about that. I, you know, I, I seek out someone who's in the business world to help me hone these these areas in yeah. my life. Yes. Yeah. So uh, being intentional is absolutely critical. Another way in which we can develop these qualities is is by connecting with others. That this really dovetails with what I just mentioned. We interact with other strategic thinkers. You know what it's like when you get around somebody who just has a heart for prayer, and you know they're they're, they're they have such a a freshness about them, their, their desire to commune with God. And you get around somebody like that, and it, it, it just challenges your own prayer life, no matter where you are uh, in your prayer life. Uh, if someone is just so passionate in, for prayer all the time, you get around that person, and it starts to rub off on you. And you begin to see your passion for prayer increase as well. Well, the same idea works with uh, strategic thinking. You get around other people who do it more naturally, who are maybe further down the road than you are in this area. And when, when you're with these other leaders who function at a higher capacity than you do, it not only humbles you, but it enables you to see what's needed for you to grow in these areas. Yeah, and good. what they have, just through your association with them, what they have will start to rub off into your life as well. And through the process of time, you'll begin to see changes. Um, it'll be extremely positive, not just for you, but also for the people that you touch and minister to. Another way in which we can develop these qualities is uh, just goes back to an old adage, and that is practice, practice, practice. So we're not just looking for opportunities to hone these qualities, but we really take advantage of them. So we take a situation that we may be facing right now, and we begin to take action. We utilize these qualities in our lives, these characteristics. So if I want to become a lifelong learner, if I want to hone that quality so that it impacts my ability to bring the future into my present, I begin to, to plan in the present with the future in mind. As a lifelong learner, then, uh, I, I need to practice that all the time. What, what can I be doing to learn more? What can I be doing right now to acquire greater insight, revelation, illumination in my life? Uh, in what, in what resource can, resources can I tap into and, uh, you know, just to not only be aware of these things, but to put them into practice. Looking for situations in our lives where in our interaction with others, we're, we're able to employ some of these qualities that God's given us. Amen. So, so that once again, we have, a, we have a, a, a future bent. We're thinking about the future, bringing that, however, into the present, particularly as it relates to our planning presently. And then the last thing that I'll mention regarding the development of these qualities in our lives has to do with coaching. The coaching process will engage you in strategic thinking. It's it's impossible, really, to have a successful and a rewarding coaching experience without, uh, at the same time, being involved with strategic thinking. It'll help you move from where you are to where you want to be. And the, uh, the way that that happens is by employing the, not just the techniques, but the qualities of strategic thinking. And you would be, I'm sure, not just encouraged, but perhaps even pleasantly surprised at how these qualities can be developed in your life. You become more and more of a strategic thinker as, as you uh, get involved even with the coaching process. These certainly aren't just uh, 
a list of, uh, of ways that we can develop these qualities uh, just for the sake of knowledge. But what I'm saying is that when we look at these, at these, these different ways that we can develop these qualities, it really translates into real-life situations. And uh, I'd like to ask John Coates to share uh, ways that you've employed these in your life. Yeah, you know, when we're probably, I don't know, I guess it's been maybe five years ago now. Um, my wife and I had been married for right about seven years. And just little by little, uh, we dipped into our credit cards, brought some of it into the marriage. And then, you know, different health things and kids and cars and medical, buying a house and you know, just how life just starts happening. And next thing you know, we found ourselves in uh, credit card debt up to our eyeballs. And I'll never forget the day that my wife, we sat down and uh, we practiced these very things. You know, first thing we realized is we didn't make enough money in a year to pay off this debt, not even three or four years. And I think it was actually at the time I just started traveling. I was actually at Ernie's house and I began to, probably the first time I really opened my mouth and really begin to say out loud some things that I was struggling with on facing it. And I'll never forget that, you know, we sat down and we prayed. And then when I got home, uh, my wife and I, we sat down and we prayed together. And uh, we knew that it was only going to be by the grace of God, the goodness of God, and by seed time and harvest that we even had a chance to even, you know, face this challenge. And so what we did is we got intentional. You know, this very, you know, first of all, we prayed. Second of all, we got intentional. We sat down and we wrote down exactly how much money that we owed. And uh, it was a humbling process. The, the characteristics we talked about, you know, we had to be humble. We had to be flexible. Uh, we had to be willing to listen and be open-minded because obviously we didn't know what to do. So we got real intentional. We wrote, we wrote down how much we needed. And then we got intentional about a budget. Uh, we got intentional about cutting up all of our credit cards. And so this intentionality wasn't something that we just, okay, we hope, we had to say, no, we're going to be intentional. If yeah. this is going to happen, it's going to happen on purpose, by faith, by grace, and, and through God's word. And so we got real intentional with that. And then what we started doing is in, in intentional, we had to relearn finances. So we intentionally listened to uh, the radio. We listened to Dave Ramsey. We intentionally read books. I'll never forget Van Crouch had spoken at one of our FCF events, and he had a, a, a book called The Storehouse Principle. Um, there was a gentleman at our church on Wednesday nights that was doing a teaching on God's uh, finances, and he was doing a lot of uh, teaching. And so I remember we listened to it, and we had to be intentional about writing it down, and not just another service we went to. If we could find something, we intentionally wrote it down. But then we intentionally spoke faith over our situation. We intentionally praised God Amen. that he was going to pull us out. Because we knew we prayed, we believed, and we believed that we were going to have exactly what we said in Jesus' name. But then we realized that we needed to connect with others. Um, this principle. And so we connected with the gentleman at church. But we also began to connect with others who had got out of credit card debt who had mm. seen God's faithfulness or seen Amen. this. And so we started Amen. connecting with them because what would happen is their testimony would set a fire in us, man. If God did it for them, he's yeah. no respecter for persons. And so then what we did is we also began to read that book. But I'll never forget, we also read a book uh, by Buddy Harrison, Praying for the Impossible and Petitioning God for the Impossible. And I remember we were just, so we got real intentional about that. We connected with others. Uh, we also connected with others and asked them to join their faith with us. And that's a humbling process because you have to tell people all the stuff that you have done wrong. And it was humbling. It was so humbling as a man 
You're yes. humbled because yes. you didn't feel like you provided for your family. You didn't feel like you led your family. It's humbling as uh, you're preaching prosperity and you're not seeing prosperity. You know, like there's just so many things. But we had to connect with others. One will put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand to flight. You know, Proverbs says he walks with the wise will grow wise. You know, the I believe that I've heard many people say it, but show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes. And so we started finding people that we could like lean on. We weren't wanting to go have coffee with them and be friends that way, but we were saying we're going to intentionally catch the faith that's on you and the testimony that you have. But then practice, the next principle is practice. And we had to practice what we believed. We had to practice when we got a call from a collector, we had to practice, God, you're faithful. Your word is true. We wrote it down. Amen. And then what? another thing that we were intentional about is we got intentional about how we were going to spend extra money that came in. And so we had to practice what we said we were going to do. When we had extra money coming in and we could have used new clothes and we could have used several different things, we had to put that money and, 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 and put it towards paying that off. Another thing that we had to be intentional about is also seeking. We knew the finances we had coming in was not enough. So we got intentional about looking for multiple streams of income. Uh, we prayed and we sought God. We asked others and God began to give us wisdom. Um, I remember at that time I was traveling a lot and uh, I was paying, um, in my mind I was paying very little, but I started adding up how much money I was paying for rental cars. And because we were wanting to get out of debt, we, we gave away, a car, we sold a car, we gave a car away and we had an old van and we were, my wife was taking me to work and then all the kids... At the school, I mean, she was just a taxi service all day. And so I remember at that time that we um, began, God opened a door for us to get a car, a really good car to travel in that fit within our budget. And we didn't want to go in debt over it. And we kind of was telling the, the, the salesman uh, about our goals, about what God was doing. And he came back and he says, well, to be able to get into this car, you need so much money. And I said, well, you know, we're not going to do that. Um, we'll just, you know, we'll we'll figure something out. And he says, well, what if I... Our company writes you and your ministry a check for the down payment, and then you can use that as a down payment. And I said, excuse me? You know, like, <laughs> say that one more time because I'm not used to hearing that. I'm used to hearing how much we, we owed people. And so because of that intentionality, because of practicing, we could have easily just added on our debt more sure. and more with that. Yeah. But, you know, they were able to do, do that, and God opened a door. And at that time, I remember I, I wasn't flying a lot that time I mean, we were traveling around, and not only was it, you know, I was saving money by not having to rent rental cars all the time because it was cheaper to pay that one payment at that time than it was all the money I was paying for. So anyway, little things like that. There's several other things. But then one of the biggest things that really helped us was the last principle we talked about, which was coaching. You know, I had uh, through FCF, we offer life coaching. And I've always tried to take full advantage of that because it's changed my life ministerially. It's changed it uh, maritally. It's yes. changed it uh, as a parent, uh, as a as an individual. And uh, I'll never forget the coach. You know, would just start asking me every one of the things is accountability and coaching, and it's not to make you look bad, but it's just to always have someone yes, keeping yes. you accountable for your goals. Yeah. And um, I'm happy to say that. And you know, I think it was right at four years. We were we had a goal five years. I was strategically we thought we can do this five years, and we were able to do that less than five years. And uh, we got to see all of that. And um, I even, we, I'll just say this as a testimony of strategic thinking. You know, I was okay if I just got the debt, the credit card debt taken care of. Mm -hmm. I thought it will take forever to get my credit 
ever to a place where anyone would even think that we were in good shape. And, uh, you know, I, I remember going to the bank because we, we were doing some paperwork or something and they wanted to do a credit check. And they told me the amount my credit was, and I, I, I choked because I thought, there's no way. I, you know, I, I looked at it again, and I thought, what? And so, uh, anyways, long story short, God was able to do that. But God did it as we partnered with him. Yes. Not just, Amen. okay, God, one day you're going to do it. We hope, God, you're going to do it. Yeah, we, yeah. No, we had a strategy. That's right. And we practiced these very principles to see him. And so I just want to challenge you that I'm sure that there's an area in your life that you want to see. You could be listening today and you're a mother. You could be a father. You could be a pastor. You could be a youth pastor. You could just be a, uh, a ministry of helps. Uh, but I guarantee you, we all have an area that we would want to see something Amen. change. Mm-hmm. You know, with our faith background, uh, we oftentimes want faith to work by the end of today. And faith is not moved by the scene. So faith is set on the unseen. So the scene doesn't move. It might take me three years, but if I'm in true faith, those years don't move me. I'm strategically moving towards doing what God's word said, speaking, believing, and praising God for for what's going to happen. So I just want to challenge you to write those things down. You know, first of all, start out with prayer. Present it to God. God, I want to partner with you. But like we talked last podcast, God from the beginning has been a strategist. Yes. He'll give you steps. He'll give you a strategy. Oh, amen. Give amen. you little steps to take. A little wisdom here. Someone to connect with. And you could pray. Then get intentional. It can't be something that you write in a prayer journal and then you put up on your shelf and like, oh, I'll, at the end of the year, I'll look at that and see if all these goals. No, 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 no. You got to be intentional. Amen. Daily writing it. I remember I would write it down sometimes several times a day. Because I wanted to get it so clear, it was so easy to write. Because when I first, when my wife first told me how much credit card debt, I, I literally almost lost my breath. I'd never even heard of that much money at one time, you know, or I had. But, you know, for knowing that I didn't have it. So be intentional about writing it down, keeping with it. But then connect with others. You know, ask God. God, can you bring someone across my path? You probably already know someone. You know someone. You know, we tell sometimes that um, people that we've mentored and coached over the years, but like, you want to be a good father? Go find someone that you think is a good father. Hang around with them. You know, you want to be a millionaire? Then go hang out with millionaires. You know, you want to have a pastor of of two or three hundred member church? Then start rubbing shoulders with people that already have that thinking and it'll rub off on you. Uh, But then practice the things that you write down. Begin to practice. Maybe it is a step of faith. Maybe it is. I'm going to bite my tongue and I'm not going to talk to my husband or I'm not going to talk to my wife like that anymore. You might have to practice biting your tongue. (laughs) You know, you have to practice these things that you write down. But the other thing is this, everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs somebody helping them, encouraging them. Uh, You know, we use the word accountability and it is such a negative word if you allow it to be. Or you can look at it as one of the most positive things you can have. Accountability is someone just there on the journey celebrating with you on the the road marks that you've set up on your journey. And so I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at today, whatever you're leading, uh, whatever sphere of influence that God has placed you in, just know this. He's a strategist. And he doesn't ever give you a strategy that he doesn't plan helping to walk you through it. So sit down and take these principles and begin to write them down and practice them and watch. You'll see God walk you through the impossible things of life as he gives you a strategy. What's well, undeniable, isn't it, that, uh, that's, that strategic thinking and purpose go together.
As as believers, as we engage in strategic thinking with the help of the Holy Spirit, it enables us to align with the purposes of God. And uh, John, you've given us just some some great practical wisdom on how to take these qualities that we've talked about and uh, not only hone them and develop them, but really, I mean, just put them right into practice in our lives and just watch what the Holy Spirit will do been a great opportunity for us to learn and grow to be strategic thinkers. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Be sure to mark your calendars for the upcoming East Leadership Summit in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Speakers include Keith Moore, Jeremy Pearson, Happy Caldwell, and Dr. Pat Harrison. Join us on August 20th through the 22nd at Life Changers International Church. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.